Are we jumping into it? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to uh, Stories with My Immigrant Mom. I thought it was Stories with My Muslim Mom. <laughs> you know what? That has a better rhythm to it. Welcome to Stories with My Muslim Mom. Nice. That, this podcast, I guess I should talk about the objective of the podcast. Like anytime I have a conversation with my mom outside of motherhood, you know, when we talk like just two people, like kind of like, a, you know, a conversation that's not, hey, you should do this, you should do that. Or, you know, where you're not trying to raise me when yeah. we have those conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm very baffled because like, I, I get to know you as mm-hmm. a person. And then you have all these incredible stories uh, about, you know, uh, being uh, a woman uh, in Yemen, in Ethiopia, living in third world countries and maintaining like this amazing positive attitude and, and overcoming a lot of obstacles that even men struggle with uh, in places like this. So whenever you told me that, that one story about your, uh, your childhood and stuff like that, I was like, wow, this should be... If she was going through the thing that she was going through at the time, like she would win a Nobel Prize. Like that's how incredible of a human being she is. Wow. So, and maybe I'm biased because she's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, by the way, I'm Ali Sultan. I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, and uh, my uh, co-host, co-producer, Greg Belt. Uh, Greg is uh, with us as well. And then the star of the show... <laughs> Muna Shamsan, Mama, hi. Hi. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Is this making you nervous? You've never done anything like this, right? I'm enjoying it. Do you mm-hmm. like the part where I said you should win a Nobel Prize? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That part is good. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about our days. How how's everybody's day go? You work? I was at work. Uh huh. Mm. What do you do for work for the people that don't know you? Child care provider. Uh huh. Cool, cool, cool. My mom loves wo- uh, working with kids. In Yemen, you used to be. Uh, In Yemen, I used to be uh, a nurse, uh-huh. midwife. A midwife. Mm-hmm. So l- l- walk us through, because that was the one of the stories that you told me that, that I thought was incredible. So Where walk us we through. Start? We should start with the beginning. Um. You were born in Ethiopia, Ethiopia. of uh, an Ethiopian mother. And, and a Yemeni uh, father. Yemeni father, yes. Your parents were uh, both kind of like business people, right? Your dad uh, was a successful businessman. Mm-hmm. Your mother was... She... What's that? <laughs> no, no, no problem. No, there's no she pressure. She buy land and she sell land. land. Oh, uh, and so you were born in, uh, in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And then your dad and mom kind of lose their, their wealth because... Uh, Socialism. Uh, Social? No, no, it wasn't socialism. You think about the other thing. Communism? Communism, right. So I think mm-hmm. uh, Ethiopia went through a communist, uh, uh, became a communist country. And at that point, what they did is like, you know, if you own anything, if you're a businessman, they just took everything else. Wow. Yeah. So uh, her parents were uh, like at the, almost like uh, rich, right? And they're almost going to be wealthy individuals. And then that happened and mm-hmm. then they lost everything. And then your dad, did your dad decide to move to Yemen back to his country? Yes. Does this feel like an interrogation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the the situation doesn't change, they're going to be, they were going to be rich. Um, they were going to be rich. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have some assets. The how much, have. what did your dad lose in that period? My dad lose uh, l- land. Uh-huh. 
and his business, our business. Which was? Because uh, he told me he would buy land and, f- and turn them into farms and then sell them. Land right? and then uh, it, it has coffee plots. Oh, he, was, he had a coffee uh, farm. Yeah, but my mom lost more. She lost more? How mm. so? Two houses, two lands, three lands. Three actually. lands, yeah. yeah. And then at that point, how many siblings did your mom have? Or we, how many, uh, sorry, kids did I you have? I have two sisters and uh, two brothers I'm in the middle. And then uh, you you moved to Yemen. How old were you? Nine years old. And how is that? Does that like the first time you move, right? Mm. Did you speak Arabic at the time? I do, but not much, not perfect. Okay. I understand more, but I I can't um, express myself well. But I Could you learn. Could you read, write? I can read and write. Yeah. Uh huh. Because we used to go to Arabic Arabic school too when we were in when you were in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia. Okay, and then was uh, it a hard move? Mm, yeah, of course. When I I remember when I arrived in Yemen, I was looking to the those women's cover all over, and then I can't People recognize they are going forward or which way they going. You can't recognize. Oh, all funny. covered. Okay. I never <laughs> seen that before. Uh. Yeah, you feel like oh, at that time I didn't feel the belonging. And then you saw that, and it made you feel like you're out of place. Right. Because in Ethiopia, people didn't wear, you know, they didn't cover from head to toe and blah, 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 and all that stuff. There were Muslims. There was a lot of Muslims in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. But at, uh, they wear hijab, you know, which is what you do, right? Yeah. So that made you feel uncomfortable? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I was, like, confused. What <laughs> kind of country? What, what is that? And then uh, when we started living there, and then we got to know people like us, uh-huh. You know, Me, um, they came from Ethiopia. Ethiopia as well, like mixed people. Mixed yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, maybe after a week or two, we went to school. Uh-huh. It was like a month away from the final exam. Okay. So you went towards the end of the year. Yeah. And then uh, we passed that test, me and my sister and my brothers. Uh-huh. And we had my mom said we, we got a word. So you yeah. guys came in at the end of the year yeah. uh, of a school period w- and, and it was in Arabic, right? Which you, you, you haven't really mastered fully yet. Yeah. You're still learning it. And just from being there for a month, you were able to like pass the exam and get awards. So she's saying and she came in at the end of the, uh, the, the year and there was a month left in that period and you were able to like study yeah, all these things. It was like uh, adult kind of school. Comparing to uh, to United States, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, in that place there was so many people like us. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people from Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam, really? Most, most I've never seen an Asian person when I was in Yemen. Vietnam, Yemen, you know? Oh, a mix Vietnamese mix, and yeah. Yemeni. Interesting. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and Ethiopian Yemen. In yeah, you you feel like okay, this is the community. We feel like yeah. you're not in Yemen that time. Yeah, when you are doing that. So. Here's an interesting thing to dive into. So, like, the, uh, growing up, uh, so there's a complexity, right? So, like, see, so she, my mom comes from, like, Ethiopia, right, at an early age of nine, uh, goes to Yemen and then finds people, you know, with similar paths to kind of feel a community. So, growing up, when I was, I was born in Yemen. My dad is Yemeni. Uh, my mom is half and half. So I grew up in a, like a Yemeni, like everything Yemeni, like, you know, like that's all I knew. That's the people. My friends were full Yemenis and stuff like that. But there was a disconnect between 
the community that I knew, which was the kids that I play with, and then the community that my mom and everybody else had, right? Your mm. mom is there. She's like Ethiopian. You are the second generation. Now, that makes sense. Now, that, that explains to me, like, when I was uh, younger, I see, like, uh, your mom's friend, and uh, you guys had your own thing, which, interestingly enough, it was threatening my belongings among the Yemeni kids. So I was being teased. You know, it's like well, when they're mad at me, they say habishi, which means Ethiopian, right? As if it was a slur. And it was hurtful because it, it, it just reminded me that I wasn't fully integrated in, into mm -hmm. the, the, those community of friends who I'm like loved a lot. You know, I spent a lot of time, you know, you know me when I was a mm -hmm. kid. All mm -hmm. I do is just play outside. Mm -hmm. So that made me reject the Ethiopian uh, part. part. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be associated I used to throw rocks at your uh, yeah. family friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I guess the difference is I, I, I wisened up by age of nine. Okay, enough about me. I'm <laughs> learning about you too. Uh-huh, right? Mm -hmm. This Good. is fun. Mm. So, so you moved, you, you did the school the first year. What's, what are the challenges you faced when you, so you went back, I'm language assuming, right, right language, and racism, no, for yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Give me an example of uh, the first, do you remember the first time someone was being racist to you in Yemen? Or like an ex first experience that you, that like you went, oh, this is... Um, there is a lot, but <laughs> you know, sometimes they don't, t they don't tell you, but they don't, they don't, they don't consider you as a man. They don't consider yeah, you as a Yeah, they call you Habashia. Habashia, no matter how, you, because you weren't, yeah, you were there when, you are, when you are young, you uh -huh. don't know even how to communicate in Arabic. Yeah. Mm, you just you don't say anything. So yeah. once I was in, uh, I think ninth grade, and then everybody was asking, "Where are you born? Where are you born? Where are you born?" I know some other people, other students are born in Ethiopia. They mm. never mentioned that. I say, "Yeah, I, I born in Ethiopia, and my mother, my mother is Ethiopian." And they, and they say, "Oh, they feel sad for me." Oh wow, they look at you for pity for that. Yeah. Well, well, the other kids were afraid to say I'm from yeah. Ethiopia. Mm. And then, so what did you, when did you get a, to a nursing? Well, I was in middle school. I was <laughs> doing middle school and going to middle nursing school. school. They was looking for nurses. Uh -huh. And then there was many uh, women or girls who can accept going to nursing school. So they see by the, by, uh, Three years uh -huh. of nursing. And three years you'll be a nurse. By the by the uh, by the time she's graduated, she's gonna be you know three years older. So that's the way they think. I'm mean, I'm not the only one. There is some other kids too. Uh -huh. So, so how, trained, how, how, uh, how old, how, let's go back. How old were you when you became a nurse? Uh, maybe fifteen. Fifteen. Mm. Okay, so you're you're fifteen. You are a nurse. You started in middle school, so you went to this program three years, and you became a nurse at 15, mm, right? Mm. Are you married at this point? Uh, yeah, but, but <laughs> no, I married at ninth grade. I was 15 too, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you have a husband? Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the end of the year, I get married. Uh huh. That's mm. a lot of things, man. That's crazy to me. Was it a, a parents said, let's do that? Because I don't think no, your no, parents were No, no, it was like my, uh, you decided. my choice. But, um, yeah. How old was he and the guy? Maybe four years older than me. Or three really? Years older. Three mm. years, 18. Okay. Mm. You met this guy for through family. Yeah. And then just like teenage love and mm -hmm. decided let's yeah, build a I family. I thought that's the one. And then <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he thought that was the one. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. How long did that last? 
Two years. Two years? It was not the one. No. It was not the one. Not the one at all. I mean, maybe I get divorced maybe after three years later, but we we were separated. Two years in. And and the reason because he had an affair. I didn't know about the affair, but he was lying to me. I say, okay, that's enough. And you said, I'm done. You You told him divorce me? Yeah, I say I'm done. From yeah. now on, today I'm uh, done. That's it. Eh? That's it. He didn't believe that. And you're already I, he not, came not, years later. Yeah, one year later, I was gonna go. I was thinking to go to the to the government center and, and get divorced, but you know it's shame. Uh, it's a shame to time. get divorced. In uh, uh, no, it's shame to do that in that time. It's not acceptable, you know. To go to and the say, okay, government center. Yeah. Why? Because it's not a common thing to do at that time. Yeah, there's a stigma. It's it still is not it still is. Yeah. I asked for divorce. You didn't divorce me. I yeah. mean, it's uh, I have to wait like a year to get divorced. Mm. So all I did just went to the uh, shop to, to the and sell my uh, ring. You sold your <laughs> ring for And then I say, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you sold the ring? Did you do it out of like... Uh, like uh, I want to uh, do something, yeah. You want to do something. You want to feel yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. So you have a kid, uh, but but when you divorce him, are yeah. you pregnant? I, w- uh, I have Amir uh, Basma. I had a small older sister, already. Basma. Yeah. You were have her or you're pregnant? She already She's already uh, born. Uh-huh. That's a tough decision to make. You know, you're s- 16. When you are young, you know, you don't hesitate. You don't but I, w- I think <laughs> I was the right. I, it was perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was right. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Perfect. And you didn't hesitate. I d- no. Just fu- do it. Uh, even though, you did you know that there's going to be like, uh, uh, it's hard for uh, a divorced woman in Yemen? Because there's, you know, the I don't feel that, that way. You didn't feel that way. Mm-mm. But p- other people do. Mm-hmm. How, what is it like to be a divorced person in Yemen? How do men treat you there? Uh, uh, they feel like that second level. That's the how like they feel. Class. But I never felt that like that way. Never. Yeah, and, and the, uh, <coughs> girls are afraid getting divorced. And girls were afraid. You know, but still they are. Mm-hmm. Not you. Not me. <laughs> I never. You've never. done it. You've done it four times. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Three times. Three times. Three times. Four times. No, four times. Who's the fourth? I don't know the fourth. Okay, <laughs> my, my uh, no wait. Uh, so Besma's dad. Uh, Ali, why are you doing this to okay, a public thing? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> but uh, but it is it, it, the point. The point is okay. Uh, Besma, Ali. But, but uh, let me say before I we continue. I know there's like uh, it's four. The fourth is four, with me so now. Wait. Oh no, that's a marriage. That's not a divorce. Are you divorced him already? <laughs> no. Are you talking about divorce? I'm sorry, divorces. Ah, yeah, three. So yeah, yeah three. So yeah, yeah, my my dad. Besma's dad and then Amira's dad. Mm-hmm. So we have, um, well, I got my two other siblings were all from different dads. Oh, okay. <laughs> so very, a very <laughs> cool experience, which is good. Now it's fair because when we, when it was just me and Besma, <laughs> we sometimes look at Amira and like, yeah, you're not part of the family yet. <laughs> and then you know what she got with, when you di- when you got divorced with uh, Walid? Mm. I high-fived uh, Amira and I said, now you're part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> and to be clear, mm. 
you know, you should not feel ashamed for divorce. That's a, a point of strength, right? You know, it's it's very hard no, thing to do. You know, shame. And it wasn't your fault. You know, my you know, first guy was the lying, oh, yeah. cheating person. The second guy, a crazy guy, I hear. Mm-hmm. I'll be my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you know, the third person, let's not speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now you're married to Jimmy, Jimmy, who's really beautiful and nice, mm-hmm. and and has been sweet. You know. Th- I'll say this about about watching you go through. Uh, I've been. I was thinking about this yesterday, mm-hmm. because your positive attitude. Mm-hmm. I trust in love and I trust in relationship because you kept going. You didn't oh, give yeah. up. If you gave up after that first divorce, then mm-hmm. then that would have made a big statement. Right. But the fact that you kept marrying people and trying and putting your heart out there, and you know this person seems like your soulmate. I've never seen like the first time I see you really like happy and love mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So like that's reason. It's that's not the fact that you divorced. It's the fact that you maintain positiveness. I'm glad you understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. I guess there wasn't a structure to this today, um, but I, I, this has been a fun conversation. I'm sorry for talking more, but I feel like you're just getting comfortable, Mom. I have some questions I ask people. I'm like, hey, I wrote uh, on Facebook. I said, about to record the first episode of Stories with My Muslim Mom, not Immigrant Mom. <laughs> there you go. And I said, mainly focusing on her amazing uh, life journey and mine, I guess. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, what type of questions do you guys like me to ask her, right? So I'm Someone says, ask her if she does feel any gap between her and her kids who grew up in the U.S. So let me rephrase that question. Amira. Amira? Yes, yeah. Amira is born in America. Yeah. She's how old? 17. Uh-huh. What's the gap that you feel between you and Amira? Uh, she thinks like, um, you know, American. Maybe not 100%, but she see me. I don't know how to explain. Like, talk to me in Arabic and I can translate. Uh, Okay, I think I see what you're saying. So, so what she's saying is the dynamic is that Amira goes, you don't understand me, right? Or you don't understand because she's this, Ameri- you know, she's born in America and blah, sure. blah, blah, right? And then she sees you as this, you know, immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the dynamic of being a teenager and oh, yeah. teenager life and, and being an adult, adult was probably that and mm. this is why I like why I wanted to talk to you too is because like we never really got get to know you as a as a person you know mm. like you know you're a mom and you're you uh, feel this pressure even Amira said why don't you tell me this before <laughs> stories <laughs> my stories yeah start asking me. the nursing story she's only a year ago okay and I was like what <laughs> mm. <laughs> like when you're telling me like you went you were going to nursing school at the age of like what like uh, 12 <laughs> and you became a nurse at 15 and by the way uh, later on becomes one of the most respected nurses in Yemen becomes a midwife and, uh, delivers over a thousand kids I was on kids. top she was on, two, you were on top I mean the third you know. wow. third yeah. what is it ranked based on I, I should be the first but because of my language you know ah. I wasn't perfect in Arabic yeah oh wow so you're saying you were top of your school yeah but you, the, the reason you were number one is because of the language. Mm. Mm. This is a good fun question. What is your favorite food dish uh, that she loves from her childhood and shares with her family to keep it alive in the family traditions? Misr. Misr? Uh-huh. Misr is an Ethiopian meal and it's lentils. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's from your childhood? Mm-hmm. Who used to make it the best? Mama. Your mom? 
and that's why you make it a lot. <laughs> that's why. Right. Last question is, I don't know where it is, but I, I'll sum it up for you. The, the basic question was, do you miss your family back home? Of course I do it. And what do you do to keep yourself, you know, call upbeat? Them. You call, call them. them. Mm. So you have your family mostly in Yemen now. Mm-hmm. So many in Ethiopia. Yeah, my sisters and my, my direct family in Yemen, as you know. Mm. And my aunt and the others in Ethiopia. Mm. What's the plan? What's the uh, what's the dream? We what's your what what would make you happy uh, family wise? Because I know you miss them. Day, these days we are discussing if we we trying to figure out what other option we have. Um, if they gonna move to uh, Malaysia or mm-hmm. Egypt or Egypt to to get out of the country and mm-hmm. because right now or Ethiopia. Or Ethiopia, because right now we can't even bring him here because Trump's new oh, yeah. ban mm-hmm. that, that's we're right. done, and that's something important to say. Is like, all right, you know, I'm what my mom. You guys heard a little bit about her, right? Yemeni citizen. Uh, I'm also from Yemen, and I was, I've been here for 14, 15 years. And in this, in this 15 years, I was able to like live out my dreams you know i was able to first connect with my mom again you know because we were that four years in ethiopia were apart right and then when i when i came and i got to see her i got to be with my mom i got to reconnect with my sister younger sister you know you know uh, stepdad was there at the time so i was like back to like a family structure and i can't imagine if this was happening now mom Imagine if I was still in Ethiopia and Trump became president and the ban happened. And I won't be able to come because I'm a Yemeni citizen. Not because uh, I'm a terrorist, not because I'm um, not going to have any positive impact in in America. Just for literally being born in a place that I didn't choose to be born at. So I would have been banned from coming here and you would have been already here. You already like, you know, put in the work. I don't want to imagine that. Right, but imagine people are going through that now. Mm. Imagine that. Imagine being you're here, you know, and then you've already lived five years. You already maybe have a house, you have a job, you went to school, you graduated, you're mm-hmm. contributing, and you're, you know, you're making these friends. You know, how many friends do you have? You have so many for like lifelong friends, right? Oh yeah. Friends with Haifa, you're friends with, you know. Uh, you, you, you neighbors, you have all this social life, all this, you know, job, all this things and structure that you work so hard for, you know, and not to count, you know, not to forget the fact that the journey to get here was so hard, right? You know, mm-hmm. you paid the debt of, of having to be away from me, away from uh, your Basma, mm-hmm. you know, for four years. That's mm-hmm. very difficult. And imagine at that end of the road, they go, sorry, you can't, you can't bring him. Yeah, because he was born in. I felt so sad today. I was looking for the your pictures when you when you were in Ethiopia. You saw pictures of me. I feel so sad, deeply sad. I say, oh, I left Ali when he was this young. Does that mean? And I feel like you're still like on the surface. You're always sad about that, and you're almost gonna cry now. (laughs) Don't cry. It's okay. You can cry, but it's fine. But but that was difficult. That was tough for me, and I can't imagine what it was like for you, right? Yeah. But I, uh, I remember always, every time I call you, he keep tell me the same joke. And uh, 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 <laughs> every time you tell me the same joke, I laugh. Mm. Mm. And then... He's just trying to, to make, make me feel 
good. Good. And because when you would call me, I was I didn't want to stress you out, mm. so I told you I was happy. Mm-hmm. I, I was very sad too, you know. Mm. And uh, I I didn't want to stress you out because you know I loved you, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think maybe I was wrong. <laughs> I should have yeah, you should tell me. Because then I uh, like developed this resentment. You know, I was mad and angry when I came here mm. because I wasn't honest to you. You yes. know, the other reason I told you I was happy is because any time that you called me and I talked to you, your sister Samira was there, mm. who's like sweet and loving, and and uh, I didn't want to make her feel like she mm. she uh, d- wasn't doing a good job. So I don't want to f- you make too her mature for your for your age that time. I was too thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too I was like a nine-year-old. I'm like, I can't put my aunt on the spot, dog. Mm-hmm. I had to tell my mom I'm happy, but of course, you know, it was hard, you know. But it, you know, it made us who we are, and mm-hmm. we're stronger because of it, and we stay positive, and we love each other always. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so tell me, how is it for you? Were you waiting to come? Yeah, it was hard, but. I was thinking that after a year, you're going to be here. Yeah, because that's what you told me. You told yeah. me, hey, and that was the harder part. It's like, she goes, hey, in a year, you'll be, we'll be able to reunite. I'm like, all right, one year, I got it. And then I tell these people at school in Ethiopia, I'm like, and we went to a Yemeni community school. I went in there, I'm like, ah, I'm, it's whatever. I'm, I'm here temporarily. I'm going mm-hmm. to America. And people are like, wow, you're going to America next year? I don't know. Third year. Uh, I don't. One reason that yeah. uh, your case was delayed because of the address. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny mm-hmm. about our uh, the one of the d- delays in the process. So it took you probably about a couple of years to get your asylum status. A and year, and then it should take like six months or a year. Let's say a year. A year another year for you to totally be here. To tol- to be here? Yeah. No, that's upsetting. <laughs> Yeah. So well, it took th- two more years because uh, yeah. in Ethiopia, like in third world countries, there's no exact address. So the the people that were working on this paperwork for us, for you know, because you know she has a language barrier, uh, they were send it to an address that wasn't correct, so oh. it would come back. So eventually, she she calls us like, oh, "Why is this taking forever?" And they go, "Oh, the, the, we send the we paperwork. Can't get in touch with them. We can't get in touch with them." But yeah, but I keep hearing on TV how easy it is to come to this country. <laughs> so make it so easy and yeah. so convenient for us to be here. But no, but now we're here. I'm glad you're here. Oh yeah, we aren't you happy you're here? Yeah. I'm so happy you got that first divorce. Otherwise, we'll be in Yemen. <laughs> 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 Once I was here, like after, right after I work, right after my high school graduation, I work for. Ministry of Health, that was a big project. This is and they, they sent me for uh, uh, training uh-huh. to California. I, I stopped uh, working. I stopped working. Okay, I, I graduate and I work like a year. and then Graduate from what? From nursing. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped when I, when I was... Um, I moved to Sanaa. I was in, yeah, in Taz, right? Okay. I moved to Sanaa and I went to uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I stopped working for two years until I graduated from high school. And then I, when I graduate, I say, okay, I can do some part-time job and I go to university. And then I start to look for a job. There was a new hospital under uh, first-time management. And then I went there and say, okay, come bring your paper and 
Then I met that uh, the manager, mm-hmm. and she said, "Oh, I was looking for you. Blah blah blah. I want you to work with me. I have a big project. You're gonna be. I'm gonna give you a car. You're gonna be supervising the centers." And then I say, "Wow, I, I'm gonna go to um, school. To school. I can't do that. I have, you know, I was thinking of uh, medical school, and uh-huh. it has to be full time and in the morning." Yeah. And she say, "I'm gonna pay you this much. It's very big money." And then she say, "I'm gonna send you to the U.S." U.S. Yeah. And then I start thinking. I went. I say no. And then I went to the the other office and I am. To pick up my file and then start thinking, oh, U.S. And then I say, okay, I go back to her and I say, when are you going to send me? Uh-huh. She say, in two months I have a training there. Okay. I say, okay, what's, I, I ask her a question like a job, job description. Yeah. Uh, what you, what do you expecting from me, this and this and this? Okay, I'm sure I'm going to do this perfectly. But... I'm gonna I'm gonna start tomorrow. I tell her I'm gonna start tomorrow. Then tell me tomorrow after tomorrow. Tomorrow. Are you agree? Uh-huh. She uh-huh. say agree. Okay, next day I was there and then mm-hmm. after two months I uh, was in here in California. San, 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 yeah. Wow. At that time I meet Ethiopian people. Mm-hmm. That's the wo- that's why I mentioned this. Mm-hmm. And they uh, say uh, we're gonna find you a way, you can stay here, you don't have to go back I- to Yemen mm-hmm. and you know. I say no, uh, uh, no, but I will be back one day. You said that. Though. Yeah, okay. and I I know it that I'm going to come back one day, but I was, I, said I have no reason to stay here right now, so. Mm. So let me ask you this, what about America? So when she said, she offered you this incredible amount of money and you said no, and then she said U.S., what is U.S., what does that mean to you? means education. I mean, I'm going to go uh, overseas and get education. And in, in America, I believe in, uh, everyone got to visit America at least. You know, every every educated person. And um, uh-huh. I mean, it means uh, a lot to me. You mean, I mean like a big move. Scholars all visit America and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's not just mm-hmm. a visit. It's, you know, it's a training. Mm-hmm. So it's a the jump. School, the school is what got your yeah. attention. And then you said probably family, mom, stuff like that, us, and you're like, I can't stay, I gotta go back. It was, I was right. I have no reason to, to stay in America at that, at that time. I have, I have a better life in, in Yemen, and uh, it's, I, I just started, you know, to work, and then big future there. You know. mm-hmm. uh, my job was good. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm glad you don't have the job. <laughs> it's stuck there. There's so many ways this we could have been stuck uh, either in Yemen or were never. I mean, you know, like I'm so fond of, you know, d- despite all these obstacles and, and hurdles and challenges, I, I'm so fond of the future that we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, like at least as a person, like maybe a selfish thing. Like I, I personally, I, like I'm just so happy of where I'm at. You know, being able to, like, there's no stand-up comedy in Yemen. There's no stand-up comedy in Ethiopia, right? Mm. When you were a kid, you like to talk a lot. He has his imagination. You know, oh. this is this and this is that. And then they keep talking, tell, telling story, story after story. You know? <laughs> and then my uh, ex used to give you money. 
if you be quiet for an hour, I'll give you this much. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's how I, that's my first savings account was from him shutting me up. Uh, wow, that's fine. Uh, I feel like this is a good place to end this uh, episode. Mom, did you enjoy this? Mm-hmm. I love you. Of course. Thank you. I love you too. Is this fun? Yeah. Can we do it again? Sure. Okay. And then thank you, Greg, as well. Sure. We love you as well. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Facebook. The page will be called uh, Stories with My Muslim Mom. There you go. Mm-hmm.